Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Check out the Weedsman Podcast, Tuesdays and Fridays on iTunes and ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. You're looking at houses and shit. Stop. I'm sorry. We got to start again. <laughs> oh, God damn. Cracker. You're killing me. No more cigarettes for you. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? Episode 110. I am Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Jay. We promise you, you will not have to take a shower after today's episode. Right. Not like Mu- last week. Much well, lighter. Maybe with what we're going to start the discussion off on, but we were discussing something called uh, house porn. House porn, right. Yes. Uh, so like, what you know, we, we had, uh, it, once again, take two for us, but you know, <laughs> it's neither here nor there for you out there <laughs> listening to us. But, uh, you know, I, I, we went around the room, tried to have, every, you know, everybody guess it. Aaron nailed it right off the bat. So good job, Aaron. It's just amateur porn. It's, it's just porn, porn you made you yourself. in your own house. Uh, it, like on just anything, like a video camera, a phone. Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah. sure. Webcam. Something that has you and your whoever, you know, whether it's wife, girlfriend, maybe girl you picked up for the night. I don't know. Maybe someone you slipped a quail. Uh, no, wait, wait. No, no, we're not no. Going. go back to last week. God damn it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I instantly thought when uh, she said that, that it was maybe perhaps like, hey, maybe your buddy's crashing for the night. Hey, I'd like to jerk off. Well, hey, here's the house porn. You know, this is the porn we share with everybody. Uh, right, okay. yeah. That's a good one, yeah. It kind of like the generic porn that you would find at like a sperm bank or something, you know, a little bit of something for everything, nothing too crazy. You don't want to freak them out. Don't like the Playboys from the mid-80s. You don't jizz on the pages. Right. It's the fucking house porn. You got to save yeah. the well, centerfold for everybody. This is the house porn. You have to aim away from it. Yeah. I could see that. I That's feel like that would need its own room. But my my <laughs> thought my thought when you originally said house porn was like kind of like food porn. You know what I mean? Like where you just like look through pictures of houses. You know, like oh, there porn. you go. Yeah, right. That's yeah, what like, like you know. recontextualizing the word porn. Yeah, you're like look lusting over a house. I remodel it so good. Yeah, you're lusting over a house. Over right, houses. people do that. Yeah, sure. They, they even if they're not food. shopping for houses, they just like to flip through and dream. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna porn. paint the shit out of you. I figured. I figured it. Like I almost said, tackle your walls, motherfucker. Well, I said amateur because I was like, well, it can't be amateur. It's got to be something more extreme if there's like this term for it. So I was immediately thinking like fucking the couch or your, I don't know, the railing on your front porch or something. <laughs> okay, yeah, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, well, there goes our no shower promise. Sucking off the weather vane. <laughs> sucking off the gutter. <laughs> Come on, baby. Come on, Ray. <laughs> I want to suck the leaves right out of you. <laughs> Getting busy with the downspout. <laughs> hey, that's a wet hole. Well, it's it's oh, metal. Man. Uh, so why, why do we have to rename amateur porn? Yeah, what the fuck? No, it's just a, I guess, a, no, it's just a term for. That's if a it's, Jersey thing. Don't give me that shit. It's a Jersey thing. No, I guess it's, it's just a term <laughs> for if it's. Yeah, just it's like you made it. Yeah. So instead of homemade porn, you just call it house porn. Unfortunately, okay, when I jerk like, off every morning, I'm not. You know, I'm. I guess I'm watching <laughs> yeah. other people's house porn. On four chan, they wa- they refer to it as OC or original content. Ah, uh, <laughs> there you go. But yeah, hey, you either want- way, I got some new search terms for the morning. So there you go. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I see the advantage here. <laughs> oh, I get it. You uh. 
you're going to get certain results in a search for house porn. Yeah, yeah I just looked now, it up. Now, it, now it's useful. Right. Now it's useful. But I, you know, maybe she's, it, it sounds like her and her friends are probably a little bit more open. She's, it, the context she used it in was like, you know, hey, friends will be over. Like, hey, you got any porn? She's like, well, only house porn. And usually, <laughs> you know, most times they don't want to see it. <laughs> don't mind page 52. Well, how are you guys on amateur versus professional porn? I signed off a professional porn like a decade ago. Really? No, thank you. Yeah. yeah not, I don't know. Mm. It, it's There's some good shit. Like well, Diane Jones. What does uh, Dr. Drew shit. talk about? Like a lot of the way the guy, way that men view porn is like they insert themselves in it. I mean, it's. I'll admit that's probably the draw to amateur porn for me. Which, yeah. Oh, hi, by the way, hi, Dad. He listens to every show. Whereas, <laughs> you know... Uh, the flip side of that is Adam Carolla has said that he doesn't do that and he is more just an admirer of, you know, he just wants to see two good look. No, he just yeah. wants to see two good looking right. people getting it on. He doesn't have to put himself in there like, oh, that's me fucking that blonde. No, yeah. See, I don't even think maybe even for me, it's inserting myself in it as much as it being like, hey, this could be a like it, this could be a, it's realistic yeah a, a, yeah obtainable it's, it helps soak your imagination you when are, you can like you're you, such from the fucking real world generation right it's harder <laughs> to put yourself in that situation when they're like stepping out of uh you know some eighty thousand dollar car and going into a mansion and fight and yeah. fucking a blonde with fake tits i'm here to fix when the it, cobble yeah. When it's two, you know, and it's two average looking people on a couch and you're staring at his ball sack for 35 minutes. <laughs> see, that's why, like, I, I see the appreciation in it, but I could not go just full amateur. No, I can't do full amateur. I mean, there's something to be said for the right camera angle. And, in, and sometimes I do want to put myself in that position. Hey, we are in the digital age, all right? You yeah. can set up. You, know, you can set your iPhone up across the room, zoom in the camera the right way. Well, yeah. I mean, fuck that. You can get... Uh, Shit, you use an iPad. Get that. Get, yeah, get the panoramic view. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck the iPad camera. You get yourself one of those GoPros. Because you, go. you, can, you can link it into your iPhone, so you got a little monitor right there. So you set up the angle, but it doesn't or, have to be you like holding it. Or you could like design a butt plug for her that has the gopro fucking like tagged onto it well there's like a selfie stick but in a butt plug so it goes in her butt and you're when you're there's already a dildo with a camera in it yeah i know but i'm not saying the camera goes inside i'm just saying the camera like kind of hooks around so it gets the whole view of what's happening yeah like a selfie stick dude right So I'll just apologize again for uh, you know, we we promised you no shower. I get it. Oh, dude. oh man, I need, to, I need to fucking market that motherfucker. That's a million dollar maker right there, dude. I'll sell that shit to porn people. If any motherfuckers are listening to this, I got on audio that I came up with the idea first. The house porn stick. Yeah. <laughs> In multiple sizes. <laughs> oh, it's ra- it's raining outside. I'll just uh, borrow your umbrella here. No, 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 no. That's. that's it's not the umbrella. <laughs> and of course, the black house porn stick would, you know, be the wide angle lens. <laughs> the wide angle, the panoramic view. Yeah. Man. <laughs> that so was racial. It would be like the porn version of those head mounted cameras that they do, like on. Uh, yeah, in, right. Uh, in Requiem for a Dream. 
that they do shots like that where you see him like freaking out and it's like the head's perfectly still but you see the background shaking around him right on and jay while that was racial we have already discussed that is one stereotype that the brothers seem to have no problem with no at all i just you know whatever i just say that for shock value (laughs) it's all racial every time we talk about another type of or another colored person is considered racial because we're fucking white. Well, you, when you say colored, I mean... Other colored. He said, ah, okay, yeah, he didn't gotcha. Say <laughs> I didn't say colored. Like, I'm a color. Well, not really. I'm kind of opaque. Yeah, with Jay, spots. you are a lack of color. I'm like opaque with spots. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way you see me. It's just, You're two steps above clear, Jay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, as long as we're talking about sex, there's a couple stories that I found interesting this week. Uh, one of them that just sounds so wrong, but you can't argue with statistics. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, Lord. God, I just had it up here. This was on yeah, Michigan Radio on their uh, on their news site. New study finds obese girls in Michigan less likely to use contraception. Man, I cannot okay. say what I want to say. Sure it's, you can. No, I can't. Why not? I'll, not I'll, I'll stop you when I disagree with you there. Researchers from the <laughs> U of M Health System surveyed 900, 18 and 19 year old Michigan women. The researchers found obese teens are less likely to use contraception than their normal weight peers. Obese girls who do use contraception are less likely to use it consistently. Because black dudes don't like using rubbers. Oh, see, now <laughs> now you had to go there. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I didn't want to go there. You're like, you got it. Okay. Dudes, uh, don't either. <laughs> you can delete well, that, that really- if you want. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but but uh, do, okay do, okay the the first question that pops into my head and I hope they they answer it why or is this just a, we did this study and this is what we found like they they don't give any reasons why they don't these are ju- yeah these are just results so I let me see I mean there has to be a reason for the results or they were just Chang no, says we- other studies have shown obese teenager teenage girls have issues with low self-esteem therefore this is quote therefore obese adolescents may feel less comfortable asking clinicians for contraceptions contraceptives well the store fucking buy them you don't have to be or obtaining to contraception from a pharmacy or a retailer I, he I th- he's half right he's almost there yeah but it's the guy yeah it's if the guy doesn't bring it up dude you're then she's probably you're not banging going a to. big girl dude and you're gonna get her pregnant just man doesn't. order them from amazon we're in the age of self-checkouts what's no but it's not private? it's not about obtaining the the contraceptive it's you know actually asking the guy you know you don't want to ruin the moment asking to put a rubber on hey you know it ruins the moment no, oh, it's, it's a low self-esteem yeah. issue <laughs> you know it ruins like years <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what does Rich call it? The the worst ST, the worst sexually transmitted disease, pregnancy. I mean, I don't know. My first time was re- definitely awkward, but it didn't stop me from putting a rubber on. But I can definitely see where you know not being confident in general, and then you know uh, I was proud as fuck to go buy a rubber. Right, uh, I'm going to buy a fucking rubber. Right, but uh, we're you know too, we're also but we're also we're we're from the AIDS generation, so to speak, where they yeah. just had us all scared to death to have sex. Yeah, you know it's one time that's it, you're dead. You know, I mean that was generally. Yeah. I mean, and two, it's it, it, this is just coming from my perspective. Keep in mind, I had Catholic school from kindergarten through ninth grade, so you know, other than it, besides all of the guilt they just you know heaped upon you, it was just yeah, it's, they had you believing. No, that's it. the first time you do it without a condom. You're getting AIDS. You're getting herpes. You're getting all this. You're done. You know right. it was the it, yeah. It's it's a bummer to grow up in the '90s. Quite honestly, I don't know. I had a good time. 
don't know what you're fucking talking about, dude. I had a great fucking time. Well, I also saw a story from Colorado. The Colorado Family Planning Initiative is uh, has been in operation for the last five years, but due to a new funding bill, is probably going to have to shut down. This is a program for distributing uh, contraception and uh, offering low price long-term contraception so what uh ieds what do they call them <laughs> what <are> they, <laughs> I think they are they called put the, IEDs. they put the sperm bomb in the coochie yeah it's like a 10 year fucking oh you're using technical uh, no, terms, uh, uh, <laughs> hey pop that coochie baby pop, no, it's not like a bomb i think it just plugs it up that, that little t-shaped thing and i iud yes i yeah, IUD. So since 2009, they've uh, implanted more than 30,000 sperm bombs and coochies in Colorado, mm-hmm. and it has led to a dramatic decrease in young women and teenagers getting uh, having unwanted pregnancies. Are you telling me that widespread birth control leads to less teen pregnancies? Yeah, absolutely. Don't let that statistic get out to the right. But doesn't it lead to more sex? yeah (laughs) right like there's not enough things driving our society to more sex yeah no right it's the ease of contraception that uh promotes it all yeah let alone things like tinder plenty of fish any internet dating really you know what things well here's here's what's funny like (laughs) this is an organization i think it sounds like they they operate on like a five million dollar budget a year, right? That's that's small change for any local government. That's a lot of rubbers and pills, man. Dude, but just fucking teach responsibility. The state estimated that it had saved more than eighty million dollars in Medicaid expenditures thanks to the program. So they should it fucking more than it more than pays for itself because you're the less unwanted children, the less people that are ending up on welfare, Medicaid, etc. Then fucking put more money into that because if it saves eighty five million, and you spend five million on it, and you fucking spend ten. <laughs> no, they could always uh, kind of take the scared straight program and kind of tailor towards no, that. Take them to trailer parks, straight. take them to housing projects. Strip, listen, listen, man, you fuck, you have babies. That's it, plain and simple. Yeah. You fuck, you have babies. Well, perhaps make them pay attention in sixth grade biology. Well, the, re- you know, it's- yeah. the Republicans in Colorado who control the state Senate can't really do math then because they killed the funding bill that put that did. ended up. Uh, it's a social that, program. They kill it. Right. And it promotes sex. Right. It's a moral issue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the. Yeah. Dude, come on, man. Really? Guys, the state that fucking real legalized concern. marijuana is getting on their moral high horse. Oh. Uh, What's not more about marijuana? Well, you don't want to slip into, like, you know, Las Vegas territory. Right. Where everything's fucking legal except for... But anyway, this was supposed to be the uh, the more jovial episode, wasn't it? Yes. I just, I wanted to bring up hey, we're the talking story about, fucking. about fat chicks yeah. not using condoms. And I already said Who doesn't like but fucking? Who doesn't? I, uh, I like fucking. As of recording this, this is uh, New Comic Book Day, and I picked up something that I've never purchased before in my lifetime, an Archie comic. Archie's awesome. Why, is it the last one? No. <clears throat> this is actually a, a, the first in a uh, kind of a reimagining of the character, I guess. And I haven't read it yet, but I'm a big fan of the writer, if you want to see it, and the 
artist is somebody whose work I'm already familiar with from a book called Saga that is one of the best looking comic books out there right now being published. And I just just flipping through it, the art is fantastic. And the guy at the comic book store whose opinion I value said that it was a great book. So I bought my first Archie comic. Never been my thing. Interesting footnote here. The only comic book I ever did read. Really? Mm-hmm. You, I read Archie you enjoy comics. It? I don't know, like third, fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, you know, they're at the grocery store checkout, and you know, when you're that age and you get some money, it burns a hole in your right. pocket. But yeah, I read Archie comics for a minute, and eh, you know, I mean, it's you wanted to fuck Betty and Veronica, and then you go right into drawings. Fuck. But. I mean, I definitely checked them out. I knew what they were about, but I've never never gone out and purchased one before. The right the right writer and the right artist can uh, make any character come to life. Now, Aaron, <laughs> since, you're new, since you're new to the Archie world, I mean, here's the ultimate question. But I get the basics, Bet- I think. <laughs> I know Betty how the mechanics Veronica. of this universe work. Betty or Veronica? Yeah. I don't know how you could choose, man. I mean, Betty. he's in a tough spot. I guess if it really came down to it, though, I would have to go with Veronica. You like brunettes, don't you? Ultimate. I mean, I definitely have a spot in my heart for blondes, but yeah, at the end of the day, I'd have to take the brunette. But it's more than the, it's the disregarding the fact that she's loaded and she's, I don't mean drunk. Uh, yeah, but but Veronica's also a bitch. Yeah. And oh, that's, that's right. Just, that's you got just, a thing for that. That's just the cherry on top, man. Brunettes with attitude. Ooh, I'm in that camp, sir. You know, <laughs> I currently have a blonde girlfriend. First blonde I've ever dated. Took 36 years, mm-hmm. but uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm with you there. You know, I mean, I see the appeal of Betty. You know, the 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 buxom blonde girl next door type. But, oh, she's yeah, she's cute as hell. But but yeah, you, know you know what? I guess there's no, at least not in this first issue. There's no Veronica, so I don't really? know. Maybe, maybe I'm going to uh, hate it out of spite. <laughs> Is there Jughead? I don't know. I haven't. Re- I I imagine Jughead's in there. I don't remember seeing them. But yeah, it's apparently Archie and Betty are dating and there's no Veronica to be found. Yeah. That's the thing. Archie was always at down low pimp. Well, it's it's interesting. I guess like one of the reviews that I read is compared this to um, uh, Saved by the Bell. It's like a Saved by the Bell version of Archie. So And, and pointed out the irony of taking a 50, character from the 50s and updating him to the 90s. You know, and, but, and, but, uh, the, uh, but he also said that it worked really well. You know, the, the Archie world has something in common with the, the Simpsons. Is they don't age. Right. You and know, my dad used to, when I was reading him when I was a kid, my dad used to joke, like, Archie's still in high school? He's been in right. high school for 50 years. And even though you definitely experience that lack of aging in the comic books, in the superhero-based comic books, there was still a continuity and, uh, and things changed. You know, people could die and even though they'd come back and, you know, wars would happen and, and uh, you know, there was constant reference back to past events. Whereas in Archie, it's like everything was wrapped up at the end, just like your example of The Simpsons. You know, it's the whole Armin Tanzarian episode where they're at the mm. end, they're like, they just put everything back into the place. They ship the, <laughs> the real one off, the real Seymour Skinner off, and no one mm-hmm. will ever speak of it again. Yeah, and let us never speak of this again. And I think they make like one reference. Somebody says his name like de- like a decade later, and they're just like, who? Ha. When they ran out of real jokes, and all their their jokes were just references to past episodes. Mm-hmm. And speaking of The Simpsons. <laughs> Harry, Harry Shearer is back. If you actually are going to watch the last two seasons. Yeah, Harry Shearer, I guess they gave him enough money. Or... But I- 
Uh, or he just like, I mean, I'm sure he had some backlash from his fans. I don't know how much he gives a fuck. Well, I mean, I read that article, and I guess they've all been getting paid the same. But his his uh, bitch was it it didn't allow him to work on other projects. Yeah. I guess it would, yeah, because it take up so much of his time. And uh, yeah, so interesting maybe, I though. They I, said I went right season twenty eight is going to be the last season twenty. Their well, it, their contract all they have a two year option. Yeah, so I guess if the last two seasons go well, then they'll do another farewell tour. <laughs> Yeah. Be like uh it'd be, be like, like the Ozzie. Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Or Ozzy, like yeah. Ozzy and Kiss and Motley Crue. <laughs> right. No, for real. We mean it this time. It's the last one. Do we need more money? Well another comic book that I picked up this week, uh issue number one of Star of a Star Wars comic book, the one that I've been looking forward to the most. Because this is a character who we've learned very little, at least in the movies, about his background, and that's Lando. And even though I'm not super thrilled about the guy who's writing it, but we'll see. It it's somebody who's whose story I've wanted to know more about. He's definitely one of the best characters. The smoothest bounty hunter in the galaxy? He's not a bounty hunter. He was a smuggler. Oh, okay. My bad. The smoothest smuggler in the galaxy. Yes. Um what if he started smuggling Colt forty five? I knew it was going there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's 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 like attached to Billy D. Williams at this point. He's had all these great roles, done all these great things, and it's uh, at least people our age, that's the first thing that comes to mind when you say Billy D. Williams. It's his his Colt forty five commercials. Yeah. You know, and no, all right. the fact that he sold out Han, you know. <laughs> he sold out to, to Colt forty five and to Han Solo. Speaking of Han Solo too, we've also found out this week that Han Solo is going to be a major focus of the second anthology film in the crop of new Star Wars films that are, that are coming out in the coming years. So we've got The Force Awakens at the end of this year. Next year is Rogue One. And then there's going to be whatever follow-up to The Force Awakens the following year. So where does that put us? 2017? And then 2018 would be then some untitled movie about Han Solo and Boba Fett. Or it's actually called Fett Solo or Fett slash Solo. And they just are lazy and that's a horrible title. But hopefully they'll come up with something better than what they have on their uh, on their title card here. So we get to see possibly some more. This is I, It doesn't sound like this is going to be Harrison Ford because they're talking about exploring some of the history of Han Solo. We've already found out if you're reading the comic books, the Marvel comic books, uh, Han Solo has a wife. He's been, and it's not he's, Leia? He's married, yeah. Yeah, Leia finds out in, uh, I think in the last issue, or maybe the one before, that while like in the middle of like him hitting on her, his wife shows up. So Leo's like his galactic piece, his intergalactic piece. Right. He's got hose in the area codes. He's got hose in different nebulas, son. Right. So I, I, uh, who are your, is he in the one coming out at the end of this year? Oh, Han Solo is definitely going to be in the new one. The, the, Who's at, playing at, him? No, Han. Chris? Oh, I'm sorry. Harrison Ford. I should say, ah, okay. is definitely going to be in the new one. Yeah, because all the, uh, almost the entire core cast from the original trilogy is going to be in this one. I think they're, it sounds like they're just doing cameos. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not going to be the main characters. But if we're going to explore Han Solo's past, there's no way Han, that Harrison Ford's pulling that off. So, so who's your money on for that? I mean, man, that's obviously, tough. Chris Pratt? No, no way. I can't I mean, see co- that happening. Especially, I mean, come on. I mean, it's, I mean it, Peter Quill was pretty much like 
uh, I mean, Rich nailed it with the, how Han Solo should have been played. Yeah, but, well, first of all, Chris Pratt's too big, both movie-wise and build-wise. And it's our, Disney already has him as the star of what turned out to be a huge movie for them, Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're going to do a second one. Oh, I and, keep forgetting that's a Marvel property. Right. That's owned by Disney, too, both Star Wars and Marvel. So they've yeah, already they, got they him already got him up. on the payroll. It might, they, might, they've got might him make for, fiscal sense. For the next Guardians movie, plus he's probably going to pop up in... He's definitely coming up in Infinity Wars, which is going to be the last two movies of the final uh, phase of the Marvel domination. And uh, yeah, so he's going to be tied up with Disney stuff for a while. Yeah, but you know know what? You kind of bring up a good point because it seems to with the Star Wars, but then again, Lucas isn't involved anymore. It it seems like they always tend to to go for the unknowns or the... people who aren't that huge yet right the only people that we really know as actors are the reoccurring characters in the new film the people who are going to be the more in the lead roles in this in the force awakens i've never heard of before i i guess they've had acting careers i'd never seen him in anything like what because like what hayden christensen was like a relatively unknown child actor before he got cast in the uh the prequels and mm-hmm. and and you could probably agree that the prequels are what pushed Natalie Portman to like the next level right. as far as being a huge star. Yeah, yeah well, it seems like, she, like uh, George Lucas was really focused on for the original cast finding people who didn't who weren't like super famous. It, even to the point where I think there was a, a detractor from Harrison Ford that he had too much of a presence. That he would detract mm-hmm. from the overall epic of the of the movie, whereas he kind of loosened up on that for the the next trilogy with uh, yeah, because like Samuel you knew Jackson, who Natalie Portman was Natalie yeah, Portman, the professional. but she was but the she chick- became like yeah. a household name after that's, those prequels. That's true, she was the yeah. little girl in the professional, you know, right? Mm-hmm. And you didn't really know who she was until unless you were like a fucking pervert or just a nerd. But I don't know Which, anybody that I could think of offhand that I would say. They would be perfect as a young Han Solo. I mean, no doubt if if Chris Pratt was actually given the chance that he couldn't pull that off and be very entertaining. I don't know if he would be the if he could capture the original essence of. I mean, just Han, just Harrison Ford's part in the first movie alone has influenced so many characters on television and movies, novels, comic books. I, he he kind of almost like James Bond, he set the pace for that type of guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know anybody that could actually fill those shoes, but who knows? Well, hopefully Maybe they learn their lesson from surprised. Spider-Man and won't put I some MTV so. prick in them. Wait, what about Spider-Man? Wasn't that uh, wasn't that Andrew Garfield guy from like a fucking like MTV show or something? I didn't know him before, but like he was yeah, a he poor was choice on like the Teen Wolf show or whatever that used to be on MTV or still. I don't fucking know. Well, they cast but. the new one, and it was it. I've never heard of this kid either, but we'll see what what becomes of it. Um, they've also interestingly cast Aunt May for the upcoming Spider-Man movie, and it's Marissa Tomei. Huh? Right. She's so hot. What? What? She is, is this so a prequel? Hot. I can't believe. Although well, she is kind of older now. She is getting up there and getting no less hot. Yeah, so you she, can't make her Aunt May. She, is, she will Aunt always be. Aunt May wasn't be, hot. Right. It's so weird. Aunt it's, May wasn't fucking hot. Right. 
Come on. Yeah, you're I've not supposed to want to fuck her. I'm going to be watching Aunt May and going, I've seen your tits. <laughs> yeah, they, that's and how they old were awesome. We are. That's how and old they we were are. Awesome, but that's how old we are. Right? <laughs> yep. So yeah, I just thought that was really bizarre. I mean, Aunt May's always been like the oldest person in the Marvel universe, right? <laughs> to continually right. be right on the verge of death. Yeah. Though at least the way just they draw fra- her a yeah, lot like of times, fragile like, and, yeah, just, yeah, fragile and like like you know. I don't know. Strong personality, but yeah. like fragile body. Although, okay, I, I forget now that uh, it was Sally Field who played Aunt May in the uh, Sam Raimi trilogy. But, I mean, she, she was no Marissa Tomei. No, but... <laughs> I'm not saying that I wouldn't fuck Sally Field ever, but it wasn't in the forefront the right of my brain while watching right. her as no, Aunt you May. Could, she was that. a believable Aunt May. Yes, you yes, know? yes. Like, okay, I can, like, you know... Not look at her as a sex symbol. Not like, I've seen your tits. (laughs) (laughs) I've jerked off to you before. I I think Marissa Tomei (laughs) is an amazing actor as well. It's it's not just about her cute, perky tits. No, 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 no. I mean, no, no, I'm not. It's not that she's not a good enough actor to do the part. Yeah, she's going to be great. She'll be great. It's just like a weird... It's like to think of bizarre. it is weird. <laughs> you put a fucking old person suit on her or something. Or? I hope they don't. I don't. Oh man, they're gonna <laughs> like put those fake gray lines around yeah, her eyes. They're gonna and age shit. her ass up. They're gonna gray her hair out a little bit. <laughs> you know, they take, attach some weights to her tits. Get, get that yeah. short bristle brush and like spatter some brown paint <laughs> on her face so she has liver spots. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh, as as long as we're on this nerd run, um, the uh, wait, let me pull this story up real quick. All right, this happened in the past, but recently I I followed this story from well, it was from Google. They had this stupid little game where you could play. You're supposed to direct a monster film, like a Godzilla flick. I was like, what the fuck is this all about? It was in honor of the uh, somebody whose name I'm going to total totally murder right now. Ig Suburia. What? Ig Suburia. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. Ig Suburia. Apparently, this is the guy. Gesundheit. He's he is the mastermind behind Godzilla and Mothra and. Kaiju in general, which is kaiju is I, I think it's his Japanese for monster, but that's the that's kind of a genre now of kaiju. But he he was the director and cinema cinematographer, producer, and also did all the special effects for the original Godzilla movie in nineteen fifty four and the first Mothra movie in sixty one. Those those awesome awesome special effects, huh? The rubber suits and the model airplanes. Hey, uh. You know, it 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 worked for me as a kid, like decades later. Still, well, I mean, I'm yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Shit. I mean, it's it's rid- fifty years ago's technology, right? I mean, I don't know, and ju- just the fact that uh, I mean, he created a whole style of movie, one that that uh, Americans like really took to. I mean, we've created, we have our, now our own genre of like disaster films that are basically the same fucking thing. It's a giant monster tears down buildings while people scream. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're already buying into that, I mean, but I, I wh- did, why split hairs? Right, but he is also, let's see, there we go. He is also the creator of one of my favorite shows as a kid, Ultraman. You guys ever watch Ultraman? I can't say I have. Really? Ultraman was awesome. Uh, 
he's uh, got like this silver helmet on that has this kind of mohawk thing, and he's got this red and silver suit. And he was this guy who would uh, he had like this like weird gem that would allow him to power himself up and become really huge, so he could fight giant monsters. So he would fight things like uh, you know giant crab monsters and. I don't know. They all actually seemed like a lot of seafood attacked them. Hmm. There's a lot of aquatic-based monsters. And then he, he would run out of power, and his little thing would flash on his chest, and he'd shrink back down. I think he might have been some sort of android or something, too. Never seen that show, though. Mm-mm. Can't say I have. No, I mean, I'm aware of who Ultraman yeah. is. Oh, I've okay, okay. Never, never seen the show. It started out that weird swirly color thing that looked like uh, an oil slick. Like anytime I'd see, you know, it would rain and you'd see those oil slicks in the parking lot. And you could see all the like little rainbow of colors swirling through it. Kind of looked like that. Yeah. How come we don't see those anymore? <laughs> How come you don't see what anymore? The little rainbow puddles in parking lots. Because you don't look under my car? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> see, what you, see what you did there? Because you drive a car that doesn't leak oil? You look. You don't look in the ground at the gas station <laughs> right. after it's rained? No, you still see that. Yeah. It's true. Maybe you're just paying more attention to it when you're a kid. Hey, look, a rainbow. It's pretty, man. Thank you for listening, liking, and sharing Unregimented on Facebook and following Unregimented on Twitter at Unregimented Pod. If you like Unregimented, please tell a friend to visit ChristopherMedia.net. You can subscribe to Unregimented on iTunes for free just by clicking through the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. You can also show your support for Unregimented when you buy something on iTunes just by clicking through the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. It won't cost you anything extra, and it shows your support for Unregimented. While you're on iTunes, please remember to write a review and rate Unregimented five stars. Just click on the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Android users can listen to Unregimented for free at ChristopherMedia.net by clicking on the Stitcher radio player on our homepage. You can also listen to Unregimented for free at TuneIn.com or by downloading their free TuneIn radio app. Don't forget, you can always listen to Unregimented for free across any platform just by going to ChristopherMedia.net. Make sure to check out all of the podcasts on ChristopherMedia.net. Mondays and Fridays, you have Unregimented. Reach us at Unregimented Pod on Twitter. Tuesdays and Fridays, you have the Weedsman Podcast. Find those guys at the Weedsman 420 on Twitter. Wednesday, you have the Projection Booth, projection-booth.com, or at Pro Boothcast on Twitter. Saturday, you have the Captain's Table at Captain's Podcast on Twitter. You can also check out one of our new shows. Well, new to us. It's the Ugly Club Podcast. It's another movie podcast, but these guys go with more of a theme each week rather than just one movie. You can check them out at Ugly Club Podcast on Twitter or UglyClubPodcast.com. If you like Unregimented and want to show your support for Unregimented, you can donate to Christopher Media by clicking through the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click through the Amazon banner at ChristopherMedia.net and bookmark the link. It won't cost you anything extra, and when you buy something, you will show your support for Unregimented. If you're looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net that's who we use to host Unregimented. When you sign up for HostGator by clicking through the banner at ChristopherMedia.net, you are helping to support Unregimented. Hey, did you see it was a a, a bad day for tech today? Bad day yeah, for tech. Yeah, dude. Bad day for freaking United Airlines. Yeah, United Airlines stock, the ground a couple planes Yeah, due to some, uh, some technical glitches. And uh, the stock market was shut down for three hours. Right. Huh. And they can't explain why? Or... Yeah, and they're saying the incidents weren't related. 
Once again, another thing I'm not buying. Right. Oh, they're they're related. They're both related to Skynet. You know, uh, the Detroit the Detroit Zoo. They're um, they got hacked. Yeah, they got hacked. Yep. All their what are you st- all okay the credit card hackers. transactions. Right. What's your point? If you bought a if you recently Money. bought a puppet animal from the uh, Detroit like, Zoo gift credit shop. card numbers. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, okay. So I said, why would you hack the fucking zoo? When you have to get the elephant's medical records? Like it's, but no, it's no. That makes sense with credit cards. Oh my god. Um, Grateful Dead played its last show recently. How long? Well, last time Jerry I checked, Jerry Garcia has been dead since yeah, like right. 1998. <laughs> right. They're still they're still touring. Why? Yeah. They performed, uh, let's see, Sunday night at Soldier Field, the band's farewell after 50 years. Its final song was Addicts of My Life. Don't know it. You know why I don't know it? It's great because it's Because it's not the one about Casey Jones. <laughs> yeah, or Touch of Grey. <laughs> or Trucking. Well, I know that one, but... I or Uncle John's Band. Yeah, Trucking. I got my chips coasting. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess you got to give it to him for uh, hanging in there for that long, but... Sure. Not a band that I've ever really appreciated. No. I think it was the fans scared me away. Yeah. I'm just not like that. Right. It's you know, like, I, I put them like in the category says. with Rush. Like, I respect you as musicians, yeah. but your music just ain't my thing. Right. You know, it's like what Sloan says about Consolidated. It's not the band I hate, it's their fans. Yeah. It's like the Dropkick Murphys, same thing. Oh, there you go. That's a perfect example of a band that I might, th- I might thoroughly yeah. enjoy as a live band. Yeah. But just couldn't, because no. I couldn't get over their audience. No. Like fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, didn't like most of the Grateful Dead people but, like, I mean, transfer to fish? What is That means fuck all, because like millions of people have seen the Grateful Dead and millions of people love them. So. And, oh, yeah, right. No, it's just not it's like, my culture. Right. Exactly. Not my culture group. And now, Jay, I think the, the people who were into the Grateful Dead's kids were into fish. Yeah. <laughs> people who were into. People were into Grateful Dead. They had children. Oh, I thought. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were saying the the people that were the people that were into their kids, like, like they were really into the grateful, not into the Grateful Dead, but they were into their kids. Yeah. No. Never we already mind. talked about the Jareds. <laughs> right. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah. How? Okay. Here's another story to throw it at you. There's a man in Australia who was wanted on failure. It looks like a failure to. Uh, to appear for traffic and minor drug possession charges. And this was in Australia. I guess the Victoria police commonly will post shit on Facebook. Hey, we're looking for this guy. And they, they posted this picture of Daniel Damien, his mugshot. And I know, Chris, you can't see it, but maybe you can look up Damien. What is it? Da- Daniel Damon. I'm sorry. I said Damien. His name's Daniel Damon. And he has this like, he looks like a typical mugshot. You know, he looks kind of freaked out. Nobody's really happy in a mugshot. He doesn't look particularly uh, handsome either. But he he actually replied to their post. <laughs> and uh, let me just tell you. He says... Okay, so he replies and he t- he tells him that he's going to he plans on turning himself in and he's got to get some shit organized first. You know, he just actually needs to make enough money to pay his bail and then requests. He says, "Can you use a better picture, though? This is a horrible mugshot." <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, we'll schedule you for the photo shoot. Yeah, yeah come on in. We'll like, schedule you right now, today, right this minute. Which out. leads you to believe, like they, he's got a file that yeah. they could just ver- refer to, like right. you know, you know, 
Take the one from 96 when I got arrested for drunk driving. I mean, my eyes droopy in that one, but my hair is nice. And I think I just look a lot younger in that. The, the Victor- did, you, did you see the police's response to it? Hi, Daniel. Please yeah. visit your nearest police station and we'll, we'll arrange for a new photo to be taken. <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of dumb... Uh, he says, yeah, I plan on it once I get a few things in order. Just got to organize myself a lawyer and get everything organized. And then has some emoticon of like, I don't know, what is that? It's supposed to be a worried face. He's just going, yeah. Like a whoops. No, fuck. <laughs> Doing that yeah. one. <laughs> like, why would you reply to that? I don't know. I mean, like, why in the not? age of like GPS and like yeah. date and location and time stamping and like. The question I want answered is, is the guy serious? Because if he was trying to be funny. I think he's he succeeded. We made if he's su- viral. if that's seriously what he's worried about, then the guy's deluded. Right. Which I go for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's deluded. Well speaking of that, well, uh, on tech, um you hear the director of the FBI has stated that encryption apps for phones is uh really a breach of national security because oh really yeah i'd like to hear this (laughs) because what's going down is they're intercepting the initial contact between isis and well this is what the story says between isis and Mm -hmm. like recruits in the united states and then after like two weeks those phones go black so they've downloaded some kind of a app that does encryption on the phone so the director of the fbi came out and said that it uh it threatens our national security to have these apps that allow such encryption that the fbi cannot crack on (laughs) personal phones uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, well we could always refer to the whole thing against uh what is it unreasonable search and seizure right yeah (laughs) i mean you know for if we're Mr. FBI, if we're going to get into semantics, well, then that sir. would be the NSA issue. Would be the illegal search. And I, yeah, seizure, not, but I thing. thought that the government was already pretty cozy with the uh, the uh, the wireless service providers in this country. Yeah, but if they have, if you have like specific encryption apps on your phone, that apparently these you know opponents of ours. I guess that's true. Are, it would it would just be some third party. Right, you can't. Yeah, it encrypts everything. So yeah. So oh well, yeah, get a yeah. warrant. Right, hire better tech guys. Yeah, You're the, should, shouldn't the government be be employing the people who are best at? Uh, but think about it. By the time you crack of some of the like some of the encryption that you can get, by the time you crack it, man, it's it's way too late. Right. So it's not it's not even an issue of being possible. It's a question of how much time is it going to take. Right. Right. I see. Yeah, um, they. I mean, it's resources too. You know, of course, they have to watch out for their budgets because that's really the bottom line. Like, it just takes too much manpower to right. to crack these encryption. But keys. just like we accept, we just yeah. like we accept the fact that there's GPS that people can use against us in our phones, but we use it anyway out of convenience. Yeah, this is trying to fight the progress of technology. I mean, you wouldn't have a way to track these guys at all if it weren't for the fact that they all have cell phones. Right. So, But now all of a sudden they have these like advanced encryption apps that well, have been developed and they can't crack it. through them, yeah. I mean, you, you have to understand that... Where's the Native American code In, in technology and everything else, 
when it comes to uh, fighting terrorism, the whole name of the game is trying to keep a step ahead of them. It's going to be a constant struggle, whether it's going to be well, outside technology or their their own movements. That I uh, don't think this was the right way to go about it. I mean, I think they could have. You're, yeah, you're saying the government went about it the wrong way. Well, well, if they're so in bed with the carriers, why couldn't the carriers like embed like a you know some sort of system that would override that? Just a back to, door. Yeah, just a back door into the phone. Yeah. Like why? How? Like well, because. I, that I mean, they you're asking just, them to to make their operating systems for their phones less secure, right? Well, in a sense, yes. But I, I mean, mean just because like, you only give the key to the government <laughs> doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that's where it's staying. Yeah, right. I understand that, but no, I'm not saying to do any of this. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, for him to come out publicly saying that, that's that's pretty bad. Like, what? Well. Like, Come why, on. you know, that's pretty bad because that's basically like throwing it out to the people like, hey, uh, yeah, we're going to like stop, but, the but, let you know, stop letting the carrier uh, allow encrypted right. you know, messages across the network unless it's their encryption. But who is no he really talking encryption. to anyway? Because well, then you're opening who, the door for third party apps. Right. Who knows That's what I'm saying? No, I'm saying like, who knows that these apps were even made in the U.S. Right. But what I'm saying is like they're probably going to come across like, you know, telling the carriers you, you can't allow third party encryption on your network. So they would just literally shut that traffic right down. If it comes across as like not using that carrier's encryption, they would notice that data passing. Go. No. Right. Well, I, I would argue that what you wish like, for guys who you know, not wishing government. for it, like uh, even yeah, if just... you could control this in this country, you wouldn't be able to control that outside the country. Right. So just if this only burners. gives you the advantage when the terrorists are, are here on our soil, you should already be working on trying to crack whatever uh, obfuscation program they have well, going on outside of the country before they even get here. Well, yeah, this is like so, you know, a digital version of TSA is what they're trying to pull through. You know, that's what he's saying is that's what he wants to do. Probably like we need. And look at where we live. What's to stop us from going over the border, going to Canada, downloading a third party encryption app and then coming back over the border? Well, there's there's ways around. Right. Well, apparently I was was talking to my cousin. I was talking to my cousin from uh, Canada. I guess you can't use Pandora in Canada. Right. You can't even download it, but it won't work. So if they can do shit like that. (laughs) Yeah. How do they do that? I mean. Right, that's what I'm saying. How do they that's do that? That's interesting. That, yeah, yeah. Like, if you, like, lived on the border, yeah. like, if you were in Windsor, maybe, could you get Pandora and use it? Or well, he's is it like from, he's from you Sarnia. cross over the bridge and you just, like, he's from shuts Sarnia. down? No, he's from Sarnia. And Come on, yeah. that place doesn't exist. <laughs> you can't fool me. I read that book. <laughs> so, he's right across the water. Right, he's a talking lion. Yeah. <laughs> Not Narnia, motherfucker. <laughs> Sarnia. Dude, even I got that joke, Jay. I got it, too. I was just trying to move No, past everybody it. got it. I just wanted to drive it into the ground. I was just moving past it. You just had to fucking roll into it. You don't cross over a bridge. You walk through a wardrobe. Well, yeah. Did you hear Blackberry, which is still a thing that people use? You know, I think it's only like uh, rich men over 50 and foreigners. Yeah. And and everyone has the same excuse. I like the keyboard. Right. Well, hey, they might have a plan for that because BlackBerry is, I mean, let's face it, on their current trajectory, 
I'd say five years before they're completely out of business or have completely five. relocated no. that business outside the U.S. Like like places, uh, companies like Nokia have done. Right. Well, Nokia is out of the cell phone business. Nokia That's is right. They out are. of the cell phone business. That's completely. right. Yeah. Um, How crazy is that? Yeah, but like it, ten years ago, they were ubiquitous. Yeah, they were the they were the big big cell phone. Yeah. Well, they they're looking to go the Android route, the Android style Google powered operating system and. And a QWERTY keyboard, which I don't know. I I had a I had a BlackBerry for a little while, and I liked the keyboard was pretty decent on it. And I got pretty fast on it. I, what I also really liked about it, it had a little trackball. Yeah, well, for the mouse in the center, that was pretty sweet. Then I had the touchscreen one, which you had to push down on. Yeah, the what one a you had piece to click. Of shit. I liked that phone a lot, actually. What a piece of shit that was. Yeah, did you have problems yeah. with no, it? I didn't have one, but I've like assisted people that have them. And yeah. It, what a fucking piece of crap. It was a messed up operating system yeah, for sure. It was slow. Yeah, it was really that. slow. Um, no, I, I, you know what? That's what I hate. That's what I hate about fucking touchscreens, man, is the fact that I used to be able to dial my phone while I was driving without looking at it. There you go. And now I yeah. can't. I have to look at my phone or use voice dial, which to me is distracting as well because I still have to hit fucking buttons. Right. Yeah, that, that is interesting because there's a lot more going on in, in just run-of-the-mill cars with touchscreen fucking interfaces and it's shit. A, yeah. And... Well, like, I'll use my studio for an example. I, I have uh, different control surfaces that I use in lieu of having, you know, because we're recording all this without a mixing board. This is all right. going into an interface. I don't have a lot of knobs and faders in front of me, but I still need to to uh, access that, that the same features. Right. And doing so with a mouse is not as convenient as having some actual knobs to twiddle. Right. If you're, like, you know, messing with the synthesizer or something. So when I found out I could do that with my iPad, in this really powerful way of creating, you know, customized knobs and sliders and little XY pads and stuff mm -hmm. to swipe your finger on. That was great. And I really took to that. But in practical use, I find myself staring more at the, the screen on the iPad and looking at what I'm doing there than paying attention to what I'm doing on the screen in front of me, whereas opposed to an actual knob that I can grab. You could see you're looking look at, at me. It. Yeah, you'd be looking at me. Right. Yeah, right. You know, or looking at the screen or doing something else. So it, it actually put another layer in between me and the program. Right. Whereas what I needed is quicker access, better access to that program to do what I needed to when I needed it to happen. So you See, cannot turn it up and rip off the knob. That's And that's that's what I just, you know, that's the one thing I like about the BlackBerry is it actually has right. the buttons. So, I mean, if, if they can integrate it into an Android OS and still have the trackball and the keypad, hmm. and it was a decent phone. Like, I didn't drop very many calls and shit. Yeah. So, yeah, that <laughs> I really liked the design of the phone, I guess, but I do yeah. recall a lot of dropped calls on that phone. Oh, I did. And that was with Verizon. I had Verizon, didn't have a whole lot. I didn't have very many dropped calls at all. Yeah. I don't know. There was a there was an uh, an operating system upgrade during that period, and it seemed to stop after that. Mm. So it was uh, some sort of error with the phone. Firmware fixes it. I just, uh, I don't know. But, I mean, if they want to survive, I, I think they're jumping on the Android back too, too late. It's too late. Right. For them, it's too late. Because, like, they've lost their market share. You know, yeah, they're like five years too late on that. Yeah, it's gone. 
they should have, you know, if they really want to do it and do it well, like you could totally nerd out and make it a Linux Linux phone, mm-hmm. and like then you got the geeks will buy that fucker. Right. They they just kind of coasted on the fact that oh we've got all these features. Like when I when I was a manager for Guitar Center, I got. I got service through Verizon and I got a BlackBerry purely for the reason that was the only system that would connect with the Outlook email for the company. It did exchange. Exactly. And I had to pay 30 bucks extra a month for that as well. But that allowed me to communicate with stores and management all day long without having to sit at my desk. I can whip out my BlackBerry, read my emails, reply on it really quickly. It was very efficient and it was well worth it for me. But they coasted on that. And when they, it was too late to steer the ship once they realized that it doesn't matter how tight you are with the bosses. If all the employees are using their iPhones, they're going to use what they want to use. Everyone wants to have a fucking iPhone. So, you know, that's where that's where the business is going to go at the end of the day anyway. Boy, iPhones didn't like exchange for a while. They still do kind of funky shit. Yeah, I guess you can get them to work with it now, but I don't know. I haven't had the need to since. Yeah, it, I don't know. And there was the there's the downside of it definitely which is like once you, people know they they can hit you on your BlackBerry, they think that you're working twenty four seven. Or yeah, well now with smartphones, it's like that. Actually, there's a <clears throat> excuse oh, me. Oh yeah, for sure. My, my work emails to my phone. It's there's legislation that's going through talking about like reforming the um, uh, overtime. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Because the amount of people that are in touch on their you know while they're not at work and there's companies already that they actually shut their email down from 10 p.m to 6 a.m yeah that's wise and then on the weekends it's shut down too you cannot email company email mm-hmm. during that time well there, there seems to be a an actual cultural shift as well i I can't remember where I was reading the story, but it was all about how the being the idea of being the first one in and last one out isn't always the best route to even getting promoted because the people who you want to to set the pace for the rest of your employees aren't necessarily the ones that are there constantly that People look at them as not having a life outside the company as and also not having good time management skills. If you're there late every single day trying to, you know, finish your business. Yeah, that job would suck. Why would I want to aspire to that? Exactly. Yeah. So, it's not right? good so you're, you're inspiring this culture. And sure, some people are attracted to that and they're like, that's what I got to do to move up. And they and they replicate that behavior. While others would say, this is clearly not the place for me. I want to have a family and a life on the weekend. Right. That doesn't involve this place. And there's, there definitely seems to be a uh, finally a, a steering away of that idea of just, you know, workaholics yeah. in this nation. This nation is, is notorious for, for uh, raising workaholics, people that are like, well, that's, that's what it takes to get it done. And you want to get something done in this country. You work 60, 70 hours. Yeah. You hardly ever see your kids. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, but they can change all the regulations they want. You can't I'm not pointing any fingers. No, it's fine. No, I'm not. No, I mean, you just can't stop people with the motor. 
Right. No, I, I'm right. a workaholic. There and, are I mean, those it's, people. It's, it's to expect to expect everybody to take that blueprint and, and overlay overlay it on their lives. Yeah, no. So it's ridiculous. Ex- yeah. Like I'm a workaholic. I don't expect that. You know, I don't expect other people to be like that. Right. I mean, that's hey, that. But well, you do whatever you want to do. You know, this is what I do because it's how I am. It's how I'm wired. You know, it's just mm-hmm. how I'm fucking wired. So I mean, you know, and I enjoy my job. So it that helps being a workaholic but like that helps a lot yeah like people that are workaholics and they don't like their jobs that that's toxic yeah that's absolutely toxic but that's you know that's just their mentality so it is what it is why do people still care about what the hell's going on in tiger stadium trying to save it it's it's been gone for years how many how many left was the diamonds and the lights that's it it, well it, it's just it's an open field yeah right how do is this a normal thing do cities preserve their their uh stadiums Dude, we should have built on top of that motherfucker the minute it was torn down right is aren't we sitting on property that could be developed and encourage uh, a nice little in downtown it, area there i mean you have some of the makings of it you have some successful businesses i feel in that bad area. Yeah, businesses it's detroit and for some reason the, and you have the, 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 the attitude in detroit is this like overly sentimental attachment to fucking shit that should have evolved years you know decades ago well just across the street from there you have corktown and i had a friend who purchased a house and lived in in that for a while and it was in the process of uh of fixing everything in it and everything has to be to this it's a historical neighborhood Right, right so there's uh there's very strict code of what what you can put in there and you you know he couldn't strip out his fucked up floors we had to refinish them we had to keep the the floors in as much of the original condition as possible and etc but so i mean that on one hand i can understand you want to keep some some of this history of the city well, it's an but on the coming other... portion of the city at the time you know and right they, they wanted to keep it yeah but just if you allowed if you allowed some property some businesses to develop on this mm-hmm. open field that you've kept open apparently to have like you know the Detroit Police Athletic League play their softball games on instead of some bringing in some actual business it costs and, the city and maybe money. a fucking grocery store that people didn't have to drive 15 20 minutes to get to or leave the city limits in order to shop at. Maybe that's an idea to promote people actually living inside your city. But instead, we're worried about they're they're going to put astroturf in there. What? Right? Yeah, that's what they're protesting. They don't they don't want to fucking mow it. They call themselves the Naven Field Grounds Crew, and these are people who volunteer their time to mowing the lawn and raking it and whatever the fuck else you need, trying out some chalk lines so that the police can play baseball on it. Now, I did see, uh, I have seen like uh, classic era team, you know, like uniform, re- you know. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, classic Yankees versus classic Tiger uniforms. Interesting. You know, like a reenactment. <laughs> sure. I mean. Hey, why don't I'm, you take your boners for mowing the lawn a few blocks yeah. away from where you're at and um, you know, maybe try and beautify the neighborhood around it? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So, yeah, the infield diamond is still the same in the same configuration as been since April 20th, 1912. So what? Put a fucking I, building on it. Right? I, I'm Put a, a Tiger fan. I've been to Tiger Stadium a bunch of times. So what? Shit changes. That's we right. evolve. Put a fucking on. Kroger there and a decent gas station and, uh, you know, give people a reason to live in that area. Yeah. Newsflash, people. Uh. 
if there's nobody up fucking in the neighborhood around it, what good is your stupid diamond? All right. We got to preserve our history. Yeah, that part of our history is over. Yeah, build on it. You know, it's you sound like the people down in the south. We got to preserve our history. Oh, which uh, by the way, I I I, I found out something. I was corrected. Um, hmm. We were discussing the quote unquote Confederate flag and the issues that have been surrounding it. But it's technically not the Confederate flag. Okay, right. It's, that is technically Tennessee's battle flag. Right. Yeah. No, I think uh, the first time this came up, I don't think you were with us, but I, I did mention that. Okay. So. And it was originally, the flag was flown by uh, General Robert E. Lee's army. Right. That was uh, stationed in Virginia, I believe. But it was Tennessee's battle flag. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it yeah. Yeah. So, like, the you know... It, so yeah, I just wanted to put that correction in there. Right, but it's I, not. It's I, not I, always about. Sense. I mean, it, origins do matter, but once people hijack the meaning of something, it, it takes over in importance. Well, you know, just I think that's really what what happened in that case. I did have a guy, a customer, call me and asked if we had any conf- anything like a guitar strap or anything that had the Confederate flag on it, and I I thought he was joking. We get guys like cracking jokes with us all the time sure i kind of laughed it off and he was like seriously do you he's like do you get a, a lot of calls for that or hardly ever and i was like you're the first one and then I, I think i might have offended him by you know laughing off his request and i was like he's like no for real i'm in a leonard skinner cover band <laughs> <laughs> like oh yeah that's right people are still into that <laughs> moving on all right yeah i think that about does it cool all right well uh 110 in the books we miss you and thank you for listening we will see you guys on friday thanks adios if you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it head on over to itunes leave a comment and rate it five stars make sure you like and share us on facebook and don't forget to follow us on twitter just search for christopher media thank you in advance for supporting christopher media by clicking on the paypal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support christophermedia.net most importantly we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you christopher media could not exist without your support thank you for visiting christophermedia.net and thank you for listening christopher media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christophermedia.net